Bonjour, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. On this week's show, I want to thank you all for an amazing evening, and my douze-poix goes to Daniel. And you know what, Max? It's a good thing. <laughs> We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering who we are and why I just spoke a lot of French, then I guess we best go on with the episode. Oh, we should. I mean, why are you speaking lots of French? Actually, I know why you're speaking lots of French. I know. We'll I talk just, about it later. I just came back from England. But anyway, <laughs> Daniel, cheers. Cheers. Ah, oh, back together again in the same room, breathing farts. I don't know that we're doing the latter, but we're back in the same room, I think. You're smelling a second. (laughs) Well. No, I am back in a room. It is, I got in Wednesday, today is Friday, I've been working two days and feel like I've not been away at all. You know, I've had the last day and a half off and it's been wonderful, but I'm so happy to have my friend back. Very happy. I'm happy to be back, I think. You think? So I had a better time in England than I thought, which sounds horrible, but I... There's always something about going home that there's tension sometimes, so I get it. There is tension, but also there's been like multiple incarnations of Max before in that time. I left very quickly, I met the hubs very quickly and all that. So there was a lot went on very quickly. I didn't realise, I think I was a bit tired of London because um, it is a busy city oh yes yeah. it's one of my favourite cities for that reason and it actually someone said to me you know, what do you prefer London or DC and I, I, I think that honestly it's London and DC I have a lot of great people here that I adore and I love but let's take it down to it's a brass tax as a city London is just a better city there is always something to do in London there is a something to do, something to see. It's getting. I think we had a discussion last week's episode. It's it's getting expensive in DC, but no, mm-hmm. it is. It, it, I am very happy to be back. I'm also going to miss England quite a bit. I think when I sat there on the first day, we were sitting in a pub with the hubs. It was the local. You said like get the bus outside of. And I just kind of said to him, I, I think this is going to be hard to leave. And two weeks later, it was hard to oh. leave. Um, made harder because Virgin decided to delay my flight by, or not delay it, they put our flight back to from midday to seven o'clock. I was worried about that yeah. with you because well, I know you in flying. It's flying. not the best of situations. It, it worked. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those, it worked in our favour because we had a, a slower morning because if the, the one o'clock flight, you have to be really up and out. It yeah. is, and you you think you've got time, you really don't. And actually we had a bit of a morning and then mum and dad, uh, they made us some breakfast, we had some proper bacon, ha-ha, proper sausages, ha-ha, and beans, beans. Uh, so we had a nicer morning. It was, we, you know, we left at two, we didn't get much done. I had a chat with mum was all very nice and actually was able to breathe in a little bit. The mm-hmm. day before I'd been a little bit busier because we decided we went to get, I explained we went to get some food of mum which is crucially important to the Hubses being inducted into uh, into London society. <laughs> and then the Hubs was like, well, we a friend cancelled on us and then we went, the Hubs was like, let's go into London again. I really want to go into London one more time. And we did a usual little walk and then we got a drink on this 
It's a docked boat in Vauxhall. It's actually mm. not expensive either. There, oh, it's like it's a bit, it's, it looks like Popeye's boat sort of thing. But it's really fun. Uh-huh. I went there, then got a drink with my dad, which is our tradition. Mum did a lamb roast that night. Beautiful. Uh, Hubs like licked his plate, but it, it was all a bit. Cause, and then we had this whole del- found out about the delay. We were trying to check in. Uh-huh. Uh, Virgin do not make it easier. Any any airline makes it really hard to check in if you're on a green card. Yeah, they do not like it. They do not understand it. So bit of a hectic night had a nice slow morning like just took some deep breaths the only thing about the late flight is that you do then have to get in and we got in at one in the morning a half one by the time we got a half you know half 12 and then by the time we got in you know changed the bed yeah our, our dog sitter shout out to christian did a fantastic job with deaf dogs she's been a bit pissed with us uh, no anxiety chewing this mm. time yes uh, <laughs> just absolutely he he looks after the place so beautifully and then uh she was uh she's been in a good mood so a lot of that and you know you get in late you don't get that evening at reset but we did have the yeah. nice morning of mum and dad and it we won't see him for another six months so I think that blessings 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 yes I think it was a good thing yes. and we did actually always get a chance because mum insisted we take two hours to get to Heathrow because it can take two hours we got there early enough and we said do we have time for one last drink and we all got managed to get one last drink. that's where the photo was taken oh that was very yeah. good. good so time. yeah so we it all worked out but back now a few tears then I don't think the tears are set in yet maybe do you have tears tears there was a couple it was it was tough and i did realize how much of it like i missed that but it is yeah so we're back i had a wonderful trip obviously we're talking about uh you know eurovision and stuff but uh you met up after we spoke last week met up with a ton of mates Mm -hmm. uh very, you know, even though I haven't seen for seven years, you know, I, I know where my friends lie now in England. I know where mm-hmm. my friends lie in England, and it was it was lovely. Weekend a bit of traveling. We did some Edinburgh. Edinburgh. That was a lot of fun. I was very happy with the photos. Yeah, your husband was a little bit sassy on one of the responses though that he sent. Yes. I, he was like, I was like, oh, are you in old town or new town? He's like, it's all old, and I'm like, no, there, no, there's, no, there, there, and, there are two differences. And it's in funny Ember. because it gets that. But no, we had a really good couple of days out there. Uh, my cousin lives up there. Shout out to cousin Michael, who's now a listener and is going to help us with a little bit later on. Ooh, yes, and hi, cousin Michael. He's lovely. I haven't seen him for a few years, so we met up with him a couple of times. No, it was really good. Edinburgh was turned out to be a really lovely city, and then. We had one of these random nights where, you know, Daniel knows it well that you know, the Hubs and I do have a, a lovely habit of going out and weird things happening. and Always. We, we, got to get, <laughs> we had a really good day. We did Arthur's seat and everything, which was great. Yeah. And then I went to get, and as we're getting there, like, Hubs saw Mr. Whippy van. He goes, Look, I know you missed the Mr. Whippy soft serve ice cream. And I'm uh-huh. like, We can get on the way back. He goes, No, no, I'm getting out, which was a, a mistake. But every guy in in Edinburgh it's hot like they're all hot and even like the twinks have like huge arse and thighs because they're all walking up these hills but the Mr Whippy guy was like this like normal like bloke but he had arms like and I was like even the Mr Whippy guy is like really hot like re- no really was like hello um, so we went out and we got ended up getting a curry and that was my birthday curry because we never got one on birthday right went to a bar opposite uh, a gay bar uh, had a bit they weren't showing you a vision the semi-finals but I had a giggle end up on a dance floor seen a couple of cute guys and one of them like, we were like oh he's really handsome he must be like an actor or something and he was they had Strictly Strictly uh, Ballroom the musical was next oh, door it was a class oh. Strictly Ballroom 
ended up then in another club next door and just like, oh my God, we cannot leave here at two in the morning. You know? <laughs> and, and, it, and it was one of these random nights, but it was really, really good. But no, lovely, love seeing everyone. We got met out. Not not quite nieces and nephews, but our nieces and nephews are friends. We are now uncle to multiple people now that we got to buy a bunch of uh, presents for, which we're really excited about. <laughs> uh, but no, really good. So actually, that's not too bad. We're hitting the 10-minute mark of the episode, and I'm not wax lyrical about the rest of England's, but everyone, England is still England's. Oh, that's good. Yes. I, I was afraid it had gone to France based on your... No, England is still England. Lovely, lovely, lovely England. Still very green, still very... I f- the last thing is I had completely forgotten how changeable the weather is yes yeah and I and, it is, and I think over here you, you do forget no, wow it does change yeah. <laughs> so always a sweater just in case and always like at least an umbrella at the very least but without me how have you been getting on um so I had a head cold last week um which was just lovely getting over that, so to speak, and it's been a bit of an ordeal. Uh, when people say head cold, I just imagine like the cold feeling, the head feeling bad, and the body going, "No, we feel fine. We're going out." Yeah, <laughs> it was essentially like that. So like I was having to power through it, um, but I was very much entrenched in Ladybird this past week. Yes, because I am prepping for my presentation at Yale in June in a couple of weeks, and. Uh, I have to actually write that presentation out. So, <laughs> I have, is that tomorrow? Uh, well, what I've been doing is thirty-minute sessions, and so tomorrow will be the first round of editing. Okay. Of it, so. so we'll both be working tomorrow morning. Yes, tomorrow morning we will both be working, but tomorrow afternoon we can definitely do something. So don't worry about that. I, will I want to do something. Like, I think something's necessary. Yeah, um, but other than that, um, just an FYI for listeners. Target has announced their Pride gear for the season, so go get it, because it's right around the corner. Ooh, is it good Star Wars stuff? You know, I wasn't looking for Star Wars stuff, but I did get a rainbow button-down and a Trixie Mattel shirt that's mint green, so we'll see if that I'll have to look out. online, because last year, I think you sent me some stuff, and I looked. Yes. I walked up there, and it was not available. Yeah, I just went ahead and just purchased online. I didn't look for any Star Wars stuff, but I'm sure there's probably some gay Star Wars stuff. Do you like my Marks and Spencer's uh, Coalition I t-shirt? love that. Which mum bought for me. I love that. I was going to say something whenever I came in. Yes, I please. think it's perfection. It's lovely. Absolute perfection. Oh, yes, Ooh. good quality cotton. Yeah. Oh, it's very good cotton. I have to show you the other stuff I bought. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Anyway, yes. Your news. Carry on. Anything else? Um, so my other news is planning my birthday for next week. Yes. I think we're doing brunch on Saturday, which is two days after the birthday. But I think this. Oh no, I'm not going to do brunch in a week. Oh, we can't do it. No, we can't do it on a Thursday. Did you want to go and see Little Mermaids? Yes. So when do you want to go and see? We have to pick when we want to see Little Mermaids. I mean, we could do it Saturday after the brunch. Oh, that'd be a giggle. Yeah. Drunk off our asses and seeing it. I'm up for that. Okay. All right. And the good thing is we know the story, so we know when to go for pee breaks if we're too drunk. Right. It'd be like cats all over again, but not as horrific. I mean, obviously we'll stay for Ursula singing, you know? There we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some new songs. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for the most part we could do that. Perfect. Great. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, because Matt's coming with us, I think we're probably going to do Ambar so he can eat. Which one's Ambar? Uh, the one at Shaw that's opened up right across from um, Dacho. So Ambar was on Capitol Hill. They've opened up a satellite location uh, right across from okay. Dacho. Okay, I get you. Let's do that. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Done. Done. All right, planning done. All right. Sorted. Mm-hmm. That was riveting, wasn't it, listeners? I know. 
so enthralling my life all two minutes of it <laughs> we're talking to new listeners yes I did find out we do have some people in England listening shut up my dad wants to listen <gasps> oh I'm not sure if I want my dad to listen hi dad if you do listen to this episode we'd love you to listen just every time you hear the word priest can you skip ahead like three minutes but my cousin Michael's listening now uh huh and on top of that, my friend Emma, who is best person at our wedding, says her friends, I don't know, listens. Oh. Apparently thinks we talk a lot about wine. I didn't realize we did. Though, I, though when I, met, I think we talk a lot while we're on the wine, but... <laughs> though when I met Emma at the Green Dragon, our usual hall, she was uh-huh. waiting for me with a glass of white wine, as was mm. our usual. And then finally, my lovely mate Fran, who I met the Queen with, her mum, the lovely Melanie, apparently has also listened to a couple of episodes. Oh, okay. So well, I'm, I, I'm going to apologize to all of them and the priest conversations that you have been hearing. I'm very <laughs> excited by that. It does sound like you eat a drink. Uh, what do we have for sustenance this week? What? Ask me, what's in Ina's garden? Yes, what is in Ina's garden? Because I will tell you what we're drinking, listeners. We are doing an El Torano Rosado, which is a rosé. It's lovely. It is a Spanish rosé, and I chose it because it was not that sweet. And you said not too sweet. It, ta- it tastes like a drier white rather than a sweeter red. Yes, and that was the reason why I selected it. Okay. Yep. And, as usual... Unwrapping oh. the foil. I let you unwrap this week. Okay. Unwrapping the foil. <laughs> <laughs> These are not to be eaten. eaten. <gasps> so. No! So, I just got. Well, I'm going to get these out of foil quickly so it doesn't destroy the sound. No! Uh, Daniel requested some socks from England because Marks and Spencers do really high quality socks but they do cute little patterns on them oh my gosh these are perfect so what have you got Daniel so there are birds but the ones that I'm really eyeing are the ones that have like the wheelbarrow and the rosemary and the little yard gnome and the little watering can and then the little spade and Oh my gosh, those are perfect. So I thought, I've got you British birds, like Kingfisher, all that. They're all Robin, British. Robin. Um, I don't know what... I think that's a blue tit. Okay, I don't know... Uh, that's a sparrow. Okay, and what's that one? I would know. I can probably look at my dad or okay, something, I'll tell okay. you. But no, um, so I had a look. Um, they didn't really do... Um, they'd run out of all the coronation stuff, but I thought, for, as a landscape historian, the British birds and their garden one, um, especially like the wheelbarrow, it's perfect, <laughs> and, and the thing is, your 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 pants rise, your 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 hemline rises just enough for in meetings. People go, oh, if you cross, if you if you put one over, <laughs> right? Is that a wheelbarrow on it your is. ankle? <laughs> um, but Mum really liked these. I was like, because she like, she obviously knows you, and she's like, oh no, they'd be perfect for Daniel. They're really cute designs. They are perfect, Max. I thank you. I was really, really Absolutely excited. Thank you. <laughs> These will go in the bag almost immediately. <laughs> that's enough talking about ourselves as if this that's where talking about ourselves <laughs> ends. Um, but what's going on in the gayborhoods? We discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. And I'm glad we waited for alcohol for some of these. Well, actually, you know what? I will admit, 
I really have been out of the loop on news. Yes, you have, sir. The, the, only, the only big news this week is I'm having to use my phone for notes, which I hate doing. I'm a, I'm a handwritten notes person, but you are. <laughs> I tend to start off on the phone and transfer over. But this week, it was definitely not happening. Well, you sent me a message this morning. It's like, it's on my phone. I feel like I'm common. And I'm like, you are so, so common. <laughs> I didn't really have news except... I buzzed you and said, this is news, and you like, I was thinking about this, then you said, well, you might have done it yourself, and I'm like, oh, I, this is the only news I fucking got. Uh-huh. Apart from I found one cute story about them trying to get gender non, um, it, a, a non-gendered running situation for distance running, which is personal to me, but we'll mm. deal with that at a later date. Yes. So, for my news really is that Kylie Minogue has released a new single. Yes, she has. Was it Padam? Padam. Which is the heartbeat, but... Someone who's already turned it into a meme of when a new gay enters a city, new city for the first time. Padam. Padam. And, and their grinder goes off. But no, it's actually, it's, it's, I... It's I, got a good beat. It's got a good beat. It's very catchy. Catchy. I liked, what was that one that she released during COVID? Um, it was her disco album that she did. Um a miles away. And that one really, yeah. I really like because that was very traditional. That was very, yeah, yeah. Um, that was very light years, Kylie. Yeah. But I like that one because that, actually that came out at the height of COVID and it had the lyric, you're a million, we're a million miles apart. And I think everyone just oh, yeah, went, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say something, wasn't it? No, yeah. Say something. But this song is very progressive for her yes it, it sounds different than what she's really done in the past because even her country album was it that was the gold album wasn't it I think so. yeah yeah because that was a yeah it's the, even because that was a 50 is 50 she came out when she was 50 wasn't it yeah because she's 50 oh yeah that's why it's called gold yes it oh, was okay. that, yeah. yeah so uh that was a country one which i did really like but even it was a bit country it was country five it wasn't it wasn't different this is like her kind of going someone going look we can gaga um, the videos it, it was a very Gaga feel to it Gaga feel the video is like, also Janelle Monáe yes yeah. yeah yeah. but a little bit of like techno in it too like in a weird stripped down sort of way but also a bit Cher in that she's playing the ingenue again like I'm yeah. gonna take your clothes off and I'm like and you're gonna take mine off and it's like this is the heart because you know you're gonna take me home and we're gonna do this it's news because it's us and it helps yeah. us and I've loved Kylie since I was a little boy watching Neighbours years ago mm. and then when she left it I cried and my mum thought that made me straight and then years later realised that actually no that was why I was gay but no we love a little bit of Kylie it's actually I, I, I know I always I like her singles I think um, is it Out of the Blue is such an um I'll play it later. Yeah, yeah, play it later. It's, yeah. it's it's completely underrated that uh, one. But again, very Kylie. Yeah. But this is like, oh, you're having a you're you're starting to have some fun again. Yes. It, it like I said, it's a different direction, but it's a good direction. Yes. You know, not that she ever do, really does a bad direction, you know. She had, she went a bit punky a few years back. Oh, well. She was a bit lost in the wilderness for like a couple of years, and everyone said afterwards, oh, it was only two years. <laughs> it was very brief. It was sort of between her <laughs> her real early pop princess stages, and when she came out with uh, spinning around uh, yeah then spinning around kind of launched more than Kylie and everyone loves her yeah so now I took your news what's your news oh so I have I have two bits of news to talk about uh, one involves a gay holiday so apparently this year the Tony Awards will not be airing on live television we don't even know if there is going to be a ceremony because the Writer Guild, Writers Guild of America is currently striking and guess who writes that show members who are part of the Writer 
Writers Guild of America. So there was a waiver that was petitioned by uh, the Tony yeah. organization, and it was denied flat out. They said, absolutely not. None of our members are going to be working on this. So there will be no Tony Awards this year that will be broadcast. Uh, it's to be determined if they're going to do a private ceremony somewhere else to recognize or if anything's going to happen at all. So you may have been nominated this year, but you might not win anything. So I read two things on this. Yes. One was that they might, they're looking at trying to go ahead with it because they do need the Tony Awards to promote the music. Right. Another interesting thing, and I nearly did this as my news, but I did not have time today to process uh-huh. this, but I'm going to try my best, is that someone really pointed out that the Writers Guild of America is striking because the residuals, that, which is, for those who don't know this, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm teaching you to suck eggs, uh, anyone involved in TV or any form of, of media usually qualifies for a residual, which is money every time it's shown or something. Right. It's like, so every time it's on TV... Or there's a sitcom is repeated. Actors like The Office will get it. You know, Big Bang Theory it's on all the time. They'll get money. Yeah. Writers get a heavy residual from network TV. So that's your CBS's and all that. ABC's. 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 Yeah. All that stuff. So Abbott Elementary and all that, they get a lot. And this has come up before. It came up originally, uh, the, the writer's strike that occurred in 2007 mm-hmm. was over... That was because of DVDs were taking off and there wasn't enough there. So for this one, the streaming services, because of their like models, Netflix, Netflix that yeah. don't offer this level of residual, and it is hard. And I know there's different; it's a different format. But actually, even though network TV is considered to be failing, it still actually pays the most. And a a queer person of color pointed out that even though. Netflix has gone out of its way to in- encourage you know a lot of diversity and actually diverse programming. It's killing its diverse writers because they cannot afford to write for them and actually having to go to network TV where right. they're kind of slightly more silenced. It's a very interesting uh, discussion. It's very nuanced, but at the end of the day, people should be paid for their work, which is why we're introducing a Patreon segment. No, <laughs> joking, we're not there yet. <laughs> no, we are not there yet. But it is a very good thing. So thanks for bringing that up. Yes. Well, there's also another segue in that Ooh. SAG, which is the Screen Actors Guild of America, has authorized its union members to strike sometime in the future as well. So it will be actors and writers that will be striking. I'm not happy with striking at the moment for obvious reasons. That will come up later. But uh, well, no, you know. good for them. And there's a really hot writer called Brian Wright's Plays on Instagram who's striking. And I just wish he'd do it with his top off. And maybe then. I think I might be following that one. Yeah, is he the one with that real perfect body? No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. There, there's a, there's a, there's a bearish daddy that is also. It might be, but he has like a kind of perfectish body, in my opinion. I'm getting up very quickly now. Oh yes, please, please, please do. What's your next? Talking about perfect bodies, what's your next one? Oh, that was a perfect segue, my dear. Yeah, this one. No, that's not the one that I'm talking Beyond about. Beyond me, no. Oh, I know exactly what you... Oh, well, yes, that is perfect. That yeah, is, that is... That is that's perfect. him on the picket line. That is perfection. Anyway, talking about other perfect bodies. <laughs> As we start drooling. <laughs> well, the other news is that the domestic goddess herself has graced Sports Illustrated. One Miss Martha Stewart has broken history at 81 years old to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated looking Hot as fuck. But not in a creepy way, in just a very much, I've got a good body at my age. She owns it. 
she is wearing that swimsuit. The swimsuit is not wearing her. She is in this wonderful white ensemble with a orange pullover. There's an entire set of spread. Um, she's also in a red swimsuit. There's also uh, two more photographs of her with this giant hat. Yeah. And the thing is, she says, I do it because I want people my age to look good and to feel good. We're people too. We can be sexual as well. And I was like, you got Martha Stewart. Now, the thing is, most people don't realize that one Miss Martha Stewart actually got her start as a model. I told the hubs this, actually. We were chatting about her for, um, about this, and I said, well, she was a model, and he yeah. did not know she was a model. She started off as a model, then became a stockbroker, and then became the Martha Stewart that we know. Like, very... Well, then she became Martha Stewart that we know, then she became the Martha Stewart that we love. Right. Right. There is a process. Yes. There's an evolution. Because we liked, and then after prison, that was it. Love. Um, yeah. Like, love. Well, I, I think I loved her before. Love, but she, I think... <laughs> but it was a different love. It felt okay to love her art. Because yeah. we were like, well, actually, she's kind of chill now. Yeah. But that being said, props to her. Like, she looks stunning. Like, I wish to look like that at 81. All we have to say is, as two coastal grandmas, I wish we could look that good in a one piece at that age. Cheers. So, Daniel, what has been gay culture for you this week? Well, you know, there's been a bit, uh, even with the head cold, uh, that's been going on. So, uh, my food of the week, it is officially gazpacho season. I have made it twice this week. It's wonderful. It's just, you know, what more do you need? Chilled soup on a summer. Like, it's summertime here in D.C. I love gazpacho soup. And you know what goes well with gazpacho? It's also Aperol Spritz season. I had two of those this week. Wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful. That was lovely. Wonderful. Uh, Song of the Week was Due Vite by Marco Mingoni, uh, who might have represented a certain country in Eurovision that we'll talk about a little bit later. Is that Mr. Italy? Oh, yes, that is Mr. Italy. Oh, my gosh. Of course it was Mr. Italy. Uh, My soundtrack of the week uh, was a re-listen to Victor Victoria. My book of the week um, has been several travel logs about Japan, because... Apparently, I'm still on that kick for the time being. But I also read a very good interview this week. It was uh, Airmail. They interviewed Tom Ford, who has left the house of Tom Ford. He has sold off the company. And he was so relatable. He's like, all I want to do right now is just take a nap. He's like, my husband is dead. My kid is 10 going off to summer camp. I just want to spend a month and take a nap before I do anything else. He's talking about take, making more movies, which I'm all for. I love the single man. Yes, I'm all for it. So I'm like, you know what? I can wait for Tom Ford to do this, and I want you to have your nap, sir. Get moisturized, get refreshed, have your nap. If you haven't seen the film A Single Man, I highly recommend it. Yes. It's like a very, it's like, it's a beautifully, it's a, it's a Christopher Fishwood book, so the script is strong anyway, but it does have a very lovely look to it. It's one of my favorite films, and the architecture is stunning. Like, I love that house so much. That, was that his house? No, that is not his house. It's, no, I mean, was it Isherwood's house? I don't think it's Isherwood's house. Oh, Isherwood. it's, near, I know it's near, near one of Isherwood's. So, so yeah. Isherwood's house um, this is, a bit, is more of a, a Spanish colonial looking house yeah. than that one. That one is very much a modern house. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, it was a very good interview. Um, it's on airmail, so uh, subscribe and read it if you like. So... My culture, yes. my alcohol was everything for two weeks. 
Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. So there's a lovely brewery from Camden Brewery, Camden Hills. So Camden Hills Lager and Camden Hills IPA are delicious. If you're in England, I highly suggest trying them. Also, their pint glasses are different in which they're wider but shorter. Oh, yeah. Do you have a photo of that? I don't. It's like looking more like a whiskey glass. It's very interesting. Oh, yeah. That is rather interesting. I think I must have got one photo. (laughs) My food I tried properly was haggis. How was that? Delicious. I really okay. like the texture. Uh, they do a haggis pizza in the Weatherspoons in, in Edinburgh, which was interesting. Haggis pizza? Yeah, but it's very... I like that kind of rougher meat. It's, it's so different. I feel like it's like a rough sausage. Yeah, it's like a bat pudding. It's yeah. nice. So we had a lot of that. We kind of ate everything for two weeks. So uh, I do have over in the Union Jack bag is, a, is full of just every snack going. Oh. Including the crunchy mini cheddars, but we're going to go for that week by week. Oh, it's fair. It's fair. Week. Um, I won't jump the bag. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. Uh, for, for podcasting this week, uh, there's a new one. Have you heard a podcast, uh, Pod Save America? Yes. Now it's Pod Save UK. Oh. Very good. Very much liking it. It's worth listening to. Does it feel like the news agents? No, it, it, it's funny like the news agents, but it's very different. Okay, it's a bit more okay. of a deep dive, a weekly deep dive. Okay, okay. Uh, but I, I'm way behind on my podcast. I'm oh. two weeks behind. I have a strategy. So the, so I start off with, I triage the ones if I've been away for too long, the mm-hmm. day by days. I can't do, I'm not going to catch up. Yeah. Then I do all the political ones first uh-huh. because they're going to be rele- they're relevant. And yeah. now I'm on. So it's going to take me about a month to catch up. All I'm going to say is Nicole's was very good this week. Love it. Yeah. But what I did listen to a lot of is my parents do listen to BBC Radio 2. Oh. And I really enjoyed listening to the radio the last two weeks. No, I get it. And it's really funny. Everyone was talking about Eurovision just for the week leading up to it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was lovely and giggly and the music was funny. The music plays have not changed. Yeah, they still go back to the 1960s on them. Mm-hmm. Nothing that was really relevant. I just absolutely Doesn't loved it. Doesn't have to be relevant. It. So I'm going to be listening to a bit more radio, I think, in the future. Did get some reading done. So oh. I mean, it's going to take three months to read. I've given up now. I've done, I reckon, three months to read this damn book. I love it. It's really good. It's about gay culture. It's about gay history in DC. I've got a chapter on the way to Edinburgh and a chapter on the way back from Edinburgh because it's a okay. really quick flight. Yeah. But Mother did supply me with a ton of books. Ooh. So Mother's Book Club, we've got Paul O'Grady's second autobiography, which is going to be funny. Uh-huh. We've got Miriam Margolis autobiography, which I bought for Christmas. And she threw in another one. Oh, Elton John's autobiography. Ooh. So lots of autobiographies. Oh, yeah, we yeah. like we yeah. like a bio in our house. I might borrow one or two of those. Yes, please do. <clears throat> uh, I will try if Dad's Dad's reading the first Paul O'Grady Lee Savage one. Highly recommend. So in terms of TV, not really a lot. A lot we've catched mm. up on Ted Lasso. There was a lovely comment about Brett Goldstein having a not furry butt, but anyway. Um, I finally got round uh, on the plane. They had I love that for you. The Vanessa Bayer one about oh, it. Yeah. yeah, five episodes in. Really love it. Oh, Completely good. nuts, but really worth it. Really lovely that Jennifer Lewis has a very Jennifer Lewis role, but if a slightly more, they don't want her to go too over the top. Mm. And I love seeing that with her. Mm-hmm. In terms of films, so we did the original films on the way there. On the way back, I watched Living. It's a film with a about a civil servant in Britain with Bill Nighy and Amy uh-huh. something who's in Sex Education. Oh, I think I remember this trailer. Yeah, uh, loved it. Beautifully exquisite tribute to David Lean. Mm. Absolutely wonderful. Had me in tears. Oh. I was on a plane, by the way. People do not judge. I was on a plane, so if you don't, if you watch it and don't cry, 
I, I just <laughs> left my parents and for home country. He could have been crying for other reasons, is what he's saying. Then watch A Man Called Otto, which is the Tom Hanks one. I have seen that trailer. Okay, yes. uh, I love Tom Hanks, so I gave it a go. I'm not, I was a bit like, is this going to be another grumpy old man has his heart melted by a new yeah. family? Yeah. It is. It's <laughs> not, though. It oh. really is. That took a turn. I really cried halfway through it. Like, oh. you find out his story. He's not nasty, nasty. He's not cheerful. It's a very good character study, uh-huh. uh, and I really did love it. Uh, it really has a lot of good heartfelt moments. Mm-hmm. And finally, even though we have it, uh, the Hubs had watched it and goes, you should watch this. Um, My Policeman, the one of Harry Styles on Amazon. Oh, yes. Again, I did those in the middle. I did rewind it because it was at that point of flight where you're like that. But I really cried at the end. It was really... Okay. But it's not going to go where you think it's going to go. Okay. I highly recommend it again. Um, and Rupert Everett's excellent in it. He, he plays... Yeah. He, oh, it's okay. nice to see him back in, in yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Harry Styles is excellent. They're all excellent. But no, I really, really did love it. On a side note, uh, the Hubs had watched... Started watching The Whale, fell asleep, and then picked it up on the way back home. He really loved it and had a bit of a tear. Well, that's so that's okay. interesting because you know he's a bit funny sometimes I, about films. But, I, I know he's very yeah. funny about films sometimes. But no, he really did love it. That may have been culture for us, but what is making an impact for everyone else? We check the feeds, test the mood, and answer the question: What is gay culture? And it's one word, Max. It is. Eurovision. Ten points. 10 points. Oh, So, catch you up sweet. I'm not going to explain Eurovision. Well, I will explain Eurovision. After World War II, Europe was in tatters. They invented a song contest where everyone submitted a song to unite us all. But for years, we just fought over shit. Anyway... And then there was a shining light in the 70s called ABBA. <laughs> ABBA. And ABBA were launched for Eurovision. It was their 50th anniversary of Eurovision next year. Which we'll talk about. Which we'll talk about. And their song entry was Waterloo. Waterloo. So that's how ABBA were launched. But no, so it's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of politicalization, a lot of predicting votes based on boundaries, cultures, blah, 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 blah. Voting blocked, etc., etc. I think the last couple of years there's been a, a, a shift in it in Eurovision a little bit yes. it's not, I think since 2008 if you ask me that was a really good year that mm. was where and I think that modern Eurovision was kind of born I mm. think they've calmed it down a little bit of the, they, they found a good voting that mechanism but anyway to catch everyone up to speed if you win it you host it right but last year Ukraine won they won They did, England won so they have two what they do is they combine they, they do 50% of the vote is judges 50% is listeners. The listeners. Or viewers, sorry. Viewers. And listeners, BBC Radio Whoa, 2, Ryan and Clark. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. I, I just know it as the viewers because that's that's how I've been exposed to it. Just hitting that But um, yeah, so it was. So what they do is, and that, how they do it this year is they all do the. The, the, the judges come out, they all tell the country's points one by one, and oh. then you find out, and then you feel you've got the scoreboard and then all of a sudden they go here's what the people thought and usually it's different yes so last year Britain won for the first time the judges vote with uh, Sam Ryder Spaceman which right. was excellent yeah, and was his performance this time was heartbreaking mm-hmm. but the people voted for Ukraine 
because they were doing it in a war zone, it was yeah. a good song as well. Not going to have any issue of that. Right. So Ukraine won it because they could not host it. Britain took on the hosting duties. Right. Uh, and then what occurred from that was the greatest lesson in international diplomacy, in my opinion. It was. Is that it's, it was very British, but very Ukrainian forward. So to catch everyone up also that each number there was a postcard that happens at the very beginning yes it typically shows the host country and then the country that is singing so like yeah. Austria will have a scene of like the Alps and then the host country would have a scene of like mountains but this year what they did it was an image of Ukraine an image of the UK and then an image of the you know country that's performing so it was tying the three so it was very much a we are one as Europe and, and, and if you which was very good yeah and if good. you feel that's inappropriate for England or Britain to do sorry yeah. just remember it costs a lot of money to host it so if they're going to push a tourist board let them do it um, there was a lot of money put into it to support Ukraine there was also a lot of tickets given to Ukrainian refugees mm-hmm. side note my Fran was saying how at her one of the schools that she was worked with mm-hmm. is that not only are a lot of Ukrainian students they found ways of giving jobs to the parents. Oh, that's wonderful! Lovely. It's a little bit yeah. of that stories. Yeah. So little nice stories because in England we were closer to the conflict. Right. So no, this year there was a lot of there was a lot of blues and yellows everywhere. The opening number was you usually it opens with the last year's winner, but this time they changed it mm. in a way that they started off with a video of it. They went into a live performance, but in the video they had British people doing it, supporting yeah. it. So you had Josh Stone come up, and then on top of that you had Android Webber, and all of a sudden um, our future queen suddenly appears, and she's on the piano playing uh, right. part of the song. So again, very very well done. Overall, the, the, the it was just the, the balance. The, the Ukrainian balance was extremely, extremely well done. Yes. So, we had two different experiences. Yes, we did. <laughs> so you were watching over here in the afternoon on Peacock. So, so I okay. We're gonna rewind for a bit. Rewind. So yes, I was watching on Peacock. I may have cheated just a little bit. Yeah. And that I watched the semifinals the week before. So I caught one and two. So I at least knew. Nice. We would have done that. We, yeah. So uh, I at so least it's... knew the numbers that were going into it. Yeah. So I at least knew who was performing. I'm going to say this. If it was Tuesday night and I selected you, you lost and you were not selected at all because I found the very catchy ones are the ones that I liked. And then on night two, if I liked you, you went through. So uh, anyways, that's very much what happened. Um, but that being said, so I was on Peacock and for some reason there was a delay so I was about thirty to forty-five minutes behind the version, what was being like broadcast in England. So I was just like, "Please don't tell me what's going on. Please don't tell me. Like, I need to, <laughs> just just wait. Just give me give me some time. Like, there was an issue because Johnny Ware was talking at one point on one of the streams. Like, he was talking over the postcards. I'm like, please shut up. Please, please stop talking. So we so <laughs> we have it over the postcards, mm-hmm. but it's it's funny. So, Johnny was not funny. The problem is he was trying to explain to Americans about Eurovision, and then he was talking about, this is a song about empowerment, and you're supposed to feel this and that. And I'm like, please, please don't. Please. So, so Graham will go, this is meant to be a song about empowerment. Let's see what we get. You know, he's also like very yeah, devilish yeah, about it. Yeah, Johnny was not doing that. It was like, this is a song about someone being possessed by a ghost, and it's, you know, 
pro-feminism, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, please stop talking, Johnny. Yeah. So, so I eventually went to the other feed, which was just, there was no talking over the Oh, you went onto the Eurovision feed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, I had to. Like, I was like, nope, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so we had originally tried to get tickets to go. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that just never happened. It sold yeah. out. Friends got tickets for the rehearsal for the final, so they mm-hmm. saw all of that. That was great. Uh, so we were then going to go either go to my cousin uh, Andrew and his lovely girlfriend Anna, who I finally met, was lovely house. Um, or we're going to go into into Clapham. Mm-hmm. There was a train strike <laughs> that apparently had nothing to do with Eurovision. They didn't know. They randomly picked that day. Uh. I'm going to give my Billy Bullshit a face and we'll leave it at that. So... That's not very Bobby Dazzler of them. Yes. The Hubs and I had originally, we flew up to Edinburgh on the Wednesday with the plan to start f- driving back down in a rental car wet f- Friday to arrive back in London Saturday. Uh, Rentals were too much because of the train strike. Right. And then on top of that, so we were like, sod it. So we flew back down Saturday morning. My parents were so sweet. They drove us to see our friends. It was a little bit, lived about a bit above London with the intention of coming back and watching, getting home early enough. And my mum and dad were like, just don't worry about us. You do your thing. You go and have a, show Jamie. I love show, your parents. You know, show the hubs. You have vision. Oh no, because the roads were packed Ugh. because there was no trains. trains. So we got home at seven it started at eight I eventually had to say we're not going to get up into town and I said do you want to miss I'm a bit and get up he goes no let's stick my mum and dad have a wonderful time they got all the Jubilee stuff out I'll send you the photos put it up on a thing we had a lovely time got fish and chips though I asked for like fish and a battered sausage and they were both giant and my dad's like that's a small one I'm like well that's going to be disgusting (laughs) Um, But anyway, so we had that. We had, and, and, but it uh, tastes proper, is the question. It, oh, our local fishery is amazing. Mm-hmm. But the, so also, I got our our editing, our editing, our voting chart. Yeah, from last year. There was year. a little bit of issue. Mum thought it was out of five for each of the sub ones, and mm-hmm. then she was afterwards. We sorted it out. So I want to talk to you. I think we need to have a slightly different score system. So just because my range was so tight. Yes, the entire time I think we do, but I think it works. But yeah, actually, no, it strangely works. enough, yeah. everyone was getting like, "Oh, actually, we are on the same wavelength." The only thing was, I don't think now they're going to get a technical mishap. So yes, yeah, so I gave no points for technical mishaps. Yes, um, but that being said, as far as the judges' scores, I was spot on. I had the top five picked out in the right order too. So we guessed which one would win. So just so everyone knows, this sound everyone must be so bored right now. Okay. I every year at Eurovision. I have a song I love. And every year at Eurovision, there's a song that I think is absolutely fucking appalling, but I know that the rest of Europe is going to love. And I, and I, and so I have a thing that you can mark on your scorecard the song you do not like, but you do have an odd suspicion will probably fucking win. Right. And I think we called it, not the song I didn't like, the song that, I knew the song that was going to win. And I did like it, it just wasn't the best song. No. Uh, and I think we can all kind of... We all knew what the best song was because there was booing. But... Anyway, so we did that. We did it with Mum and Dad. We had a good time. We all sat there. We all, like, taking notes. Yeah, the hub's got in... He suddenly realised that we just sit there and take the piss. Graham Norton was just on point. And then he swapped out if, if Mel 
Mm-hmm. Mel doing the old um, butter churning behind Hannah Waddingham mm-hmm. was fucking genius. Yep. Hannah Waddingham was just absolutely stunning the whole way through it. And so was, um, uh, I was it Alexandra, no, Alexandra Burke? Uh, maybe. Yeah, the, yeah. the lady, the other lady who oh, yeah, looked yeah. gorgeous as well. It was just generally a fantastic show. Everyone was in good humours. We had a great time. The music, it, I mean, the quality, it was probably one of the best years in terms of music again. It was all consistent, apart from the Handmaid's Tale group that came oh, out. Oh my God, I did not care for them. I did not like them. And I felt like, uh, what was it? Oh, what was the one country? I was like, what am I watching? So what song mm-hmm. did you think should have won? I was very much pro-Italy, but I also understand Finland. So the cha-cha. Yeah, the cha-cha was good. Um, I surprisingly also liked Estonia. It was like Adele Bond esque. Yes. So we were very pro cha cha. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I trust me. The Hobbs was very much like, oh, we love this one. And I'm like, I can tell, I can tell that you so, love this one. The the funny thing was that when we were watching it, me, Mum, and the Hubs all loved Italy, and my dad was like, "I don't get why you like this." Oh my god! Uh, and, I loved Italy, and we were laughing because we were like, "There's there's an added element to 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 what we're watching right now." He's he was very handsome. He's also very gay. Gay, and he had he had a nice little butt on him. You you couldn't see. They never went to his butt, did they? But he can sing. He can like, sing. Like I was just like, "Oh, be still my heart." Who? <laughs> Like I said, that was the reason why he was the song of the week for me. Like, but it was very good. And it the was whole, just yeah, the whole thing. And there was a brilliant line from Graham Norton where he just turned around and went, "What do I know? I'm just an Asian homosexual in a commentary box." <laughs> uh, so I want to try and get the commentary next year from Graham because, quite frankly, it's better. It oh, is outrightly yeah. better. Mel took over when Graham was on script on screen. Mel took over in the commentary box. Mm-hmm. So I feel that let you know my only real points from it are um so i have a few points for a few of the numbers um so i think we should rip the bandit off uh the country that won was sweden yes so i would like to point out i'm a huge fan of swedish pop music yes uh, so we're gonna abba we're gonna go rock set yes there's also a robin is swedish isn't she yes yes there's also 18s for those who remember them yes and who else am I thinking? There's someone else. The Ark is a good band. Not many people know about The Ark. No, I don't know. But they're really good. No, but there's another bigger band that's also Swedish that I'm blanking on right now. Oh, Ace of Bass. Yes, yes. Ace of Bass. Yeah, sorry. I was, so yes. Sweden are really good at pop music. And they periodically win the competition. So, Lorene, 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 had Lorene. won a few years back. In 2012. 12, with a song called Euphoria. It's an amazing song. Yes, it is. It actually is, a, it has so it has bones. It is good. Oh, it's fantastic. You've played it for several parties. I love the song after you introduced it to me. Like, I get Euphoria. Especially the Euphoria party, which was just Euphoria for two hours. Yes. And we lost five guests. <laughs> over, but, the, over the balcony. Over the balcony. No, it's a really good song. But, so Eurovision does not have rules about people returning. That is the issue. Well, but she's only the second person to win it for the second I time. I thought she was the first someone said. No, she is the second person to win for the second time. Take back your take back your hate is all I'm going to say. She's the second person to win. Take back my hate. 
No, no, no. I know, like, people have been like, oh, she shouldn't have won for a second oh, time. Oh, I thought it was a clue to no, something. No, no, like, no, 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 So my, my vibe is that she maybe, I don't know about how I feel about her, because the song was good, but yeah. it was Eurovision by the numbers. It was, it had a lot of callbacks to, like, ABBA and Celine, and I was like, oh, it's a very nostalgic song. So this is the thing, Celine Dion won it in 1988. For Switzerland. For Switzerland. And Olivia Newton-John sang it for England. Yeah. You know, before ABBA or so, but no, three years before Greece came out, Living mm, You and yeah. John. So it's very, it, and this is the thing, I, I liked her. I did like the song, but it mm. was, it, she knew what she was doing. She knew where the marks were going to lie and she got the judges' votes. Right. Oh, she absolutely did get the judges' votes. That being said, Euphoria is a stronger song. Euphoria was a stronger song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finland's who should have won. Yes. The cha-cha. Cha-cha. Was very gay. Everyone loved it. Very gay, very BDSM. It was very entertaining. I loved it. And it had a good beat and a yeah. bit of a melody to it. And actually, we started to hum along with it. And yeah. by the end of it, me, mum and hubs were sitting there going, nah, nah, I can't remember yeah. it now. Um, ironically, when we were coming, we actually were coming through Heathrow Airport, the guy in front of us, who was horrendously cute. Horrendously. Like, really cute. Oh. And we got chatting to him, and he goes, I'm from Finland. <laughs> we went, you were robbed. And that was like, <laughs> So, no, it was... And the biggest thing, like, if you're going to... Before we go in... Uh, the other suspicion that's come up now is that next year is 50 years since ABBA won Eurovision. Right, with Waterloo. And, Waterloo, Swedish band. So now next year, it's going to be hosted in Sweden the year that... 50th anniversary of the most iconic Swedish band of all time. That one with Eurovision. The one with Eurovision. So we're sort of there, kind of going. And I are there are there holograms going to be performing? Well, the rumor is they might actually get back together. My, oh, by the way, my dad wants to go for his birthday, so I'm taking dad for his birthday to see. Oh. It. So I will get. Oh, uh, yeah, we will yes, try to yes. really bad high five there. Uh, yeah, we can't. So I will try and get. I will see actually if I can get mum to learn how to do voice messages oh, yeah. dad dad will try and do a voice message and he oh, might yeah. do a review of, of oh that yes. Ever. yes 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 but I don't agree with, with conspiracy theories but they make the world go round I don't usually like condone them I and I know, I know you're I the same a bit like eye rolling oh, yeah, yeah. but you have to admit there is this is a little bit of I, a, so I will say this there was a lot that was lining up at this time and I was just like huh even though like I said I had the judges votes top five yeah. I had them all picked out like in the right order and I was like there we go what was the shit one that was getting points uh wasn't it the Croatia one? Oh, it was one of them it was the one that was like a fever dream like they were in dresses and singing and your husband was like we love this one and I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm no, watching I don't know what's going on here I was like I don't know what I'm watching he's like oh no we love it and I'm like are you sure about that like that one, that one, I, I had questions about. I'm not gonna lie, I had lots of questions on that one. Oh. So I do have a question for you. Yeah. So. <laughs> sorry. sorry, if you get um, um, if, if you can hear any weird sounds in the background, uh, the dog is is dreaming and it is horrendously adorable. It really is. We're not gonna wake her by any means. No. Um, so the thing is, the UK song. There was something wrong with the sounds. Okay, so this is what I'm gonna say. I listened to the single before and the yeah. links leading up to it. It was catchy. It was good. It was. We thought. Okay, so actually, I'm gonna stop it quickly here. Yeah. So when it comes up on the TV screens of the voting, 
it comes up in two columns just how they space it but uh-huh. we say oh do you think you're going to be on the left side or the right side i.e. and this year we we're going to be left side even though we're not going to win it we felt we'd be on the left side of the leader leaderboard yeah and that's it no and so did you think the sound was bad oh the sound was horrendous like no one was going to accuse her of lip syncing we'll put it that way we don't know what we sat there and just went and we were like yeah and then we, me and mum was like I can't hear the lyrics and we know the lyrics and here's the thing what she was the only one that was like that the entire night that was so weird and I was just like really the last number and it goes out this is it they just like it wasn't elevated enough to catch the lyric above the music and it was uh, one you needed to hear the lyrics for right but that being said like there had been a campaign and like I knew the song like yeah. I was sitting here and I was like waiting and I was just like Wait, something's off. Yeah, like, the sound was off. I was, so, so my question actually is: Do they normally release the song in the UK weeks before? So, like, there's this yeah. build up for it. So, the song is released, but the song has to be released as part of Eurovision. Okay. So that's why during COVID year they released mm-hmm. all the songs. Then COVID hit because the songs have been released; they couldn't be there for next year. Okay. So we do know them. Everyone okay. knew them. I heard it on the radio, but no, something was wrong with the sound. I, I, am not going to say she was not going to win it. No. I did like the song, but there was there was something not right with the sound. There on was it. there was something wrong. With and the everyone sound. on Twitter was kind of going, "What the hell?" Yeah. We had some good stuff, though. We have to say, and it is. I'm going to say something that's going to probably be a little bit, a bit personal. Is, that, is it going to be brave and controversial, this question? No. So it's <laughs> funny, actually, because one band, came, I don't know, it was like a rock band came up, and I just went, this is very Nine Inch Nails. And um, I'm going to probably regret saying this, but me and my sibling do not particularly get on at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then during that point, he texted my parents and went, this is very Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> and my mum held it up and went, are you two going to actually solve this problem at this point? Because you are the same person. Yeah. Uh, but no, there was a lot of, it was a very, it wasn't a very controversial night uh, in that sense. Can we can we please agree though that Hannah Waddingham and Graham Norton were mother and father? They were, and I'm going to say this right now, Hannah Waddingham won the look like aside from, entire... aside from Mel doing the, the butter shirting. Uh, right. Aside from that, like, the thing is, like, in the semifinals, like, leading up to it, night one, she was in this wonderful rainbow dress. Yeah, I night, saw that when I flashed out. Night two, out. she was in like, this gold dress. And then the final night, she was in this stunning purple and pink number that was, oh, rhinestone. I loved wonderful. it when she played mother and just got matronly and just went, uh, we are all friends here. Yes, I love that point. She's like, we are all friends here. We do not boo. And I was just like, thank you. But her and Graham, so Melvin Stoughton and Michael Ball became a bit of a double act. I think they're a new I think there's a new double act there. No, no, oh, I'm for not, it. I'm we're for not, it. not seeing a permanent one, but I because were they on uh Drag Race UK together? Or was that I can't remember who was that judge that week. I don't remember. I it might not have been. But I do Graham. think that there's gonna I think they're gonna get some offers of like, do you want to go or do you want to do it together? Well, I'm fine if they want to host Eurovision again together. Like my god, chemistry they won't because it could it be um Sweden next year. Oh yeah. Oh that's fine. Oh that's true. Oh. I think that's all my notes for the, for this. I do wanna say though that as a Brit, we usually play ourselves down. We're very self detrimental. Uh-huh. We learned a lot during 20, the 2012 Olympics. Mm-hmm. The DNA of the 2012 Olympics was in this. And, and this is probably my serious note, I'm going to say. I really hope my country 
starts taking itself way more seriously because I know we are, we keep our heads down, we're embarrassed about our history, but we did two weeks of coronation, which was lovely, and then we did Eurovision. We've learned a lot. We can do this. Let's not keep our heads down anymore. Have some pride. But let's not plant any flags where they're not wanted. Oh, yes. You know, ask the country before you put the flag in. And as a final note, a side note, uh-huh. when Eurovision ended, the BBC decided to play the AbFab movie. Yeah. And what I'm going to say is that we all, all wanted to go to bed and then we found ourselves sitting there to the point of going, my dad liked the bit where she gets tased in the plane <laughs> and then he went to bed and the hubs and I eventually went, look, we really do have to be up tomorrow morning. <laughs> we have seen this film a thousand times. But if anyone says, oh, it's not a gay thing, bullshit. The BBC, know their, the BBC know their audience and they played it well. And again, cheers. Usually this is the segment referred to as old and tired, where one of us sees a story but can't be bothered to research it and then so decides to get the other one to do it for them, which worked well for Gwyneth Paltrow. It worked very well for Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and then the whole episode was inspired by it. But this is not that episode. This is not that episode. So, while I was in Scotland, I re-met, I say re-met because he has aged and, and become a whole wonderful new adult person. My my baby cousin, Michael, who is now 25 and I'm pretty sure earning way more money than I am. And he told me and the hubs a story. And I want to confirm at this point, he was in the room when said story occurred and then decided that he was going to, he, did, he then said, also, it's in the news. Oh. oh, so I thought I could tell Daniel this story, but I was like, no, I don't think really I can do this this, this story any justice whatsoever. Ah. So I got on the blower, I had a little phone call, and I decided that I was going to hire the best person possible to tell this story. A little bedtime story for everyone. Oh, a wee little nightcap story. A wee little nightcap story. So, to tell this story tonight, I present everyone's favourite Scottish nanny. Hello! It's Mrs. Delphire! It's Mrs. Delphire! <laughs> or a non-copyrighted version of Mrs. Maybe Flame. <laughs> Perfection, man. This is very awkward for me. <laughs> hey, dearie, it's, it's Mrs. Surefire. Mrs. Surefire. Mrs. Surefire, no, you don't even understand. Uh, my, my cousin was Winston. Oh. Winston was Mr. Doubtfire, and his clan went separate from us because they're the ones that burned, not oh. us. Oh. We were sure of the fire, they were doubting the fire. Ah. Of course. So you know my, my cousin, don't you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Of course. No, no the cousin, yes. Oh, she was lovely, wasn't she? Oh. She, she got the much bigger film role than me, but... Eh. It's fine. I mean, I, I couldn't tell that, though. Like, I feel like you've got the cold cream ready to go, essentially. You know. Oh, dear. It's why, it's why I got such no wrinkles, darling. Of course. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're a little flirt, aren't you? Oh, I try. Oh, did you see the coronation? I did. I did. Oh, it was lovely, wasn't it? It was very much so. I cried during it. I cried. But no unicorns. 
I was very upset. No unicorns. Well, why were there no unicorns? I don't know. It it's was very shame. disturbing. I it's don't a even shame understand. There were no unicorns. It was a shame. It was a bloody right shame, wasn't it? It was. I did. So, so I, 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 I've been brought here all the way from Edinburgh oh, okay. to to tell a wee story, oh. uh, a wee bedtime story, specifically to you, Mister Daniel. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I don't mock my accent here. It's not very nice. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's not very nice. It's very impolite. I'll go Canadian. Sorry. <laughs> uh, part of the Commonwealth here. We don't do it that way. You're common, but not wealth. <laughs> How lovely, though. So, uh, I, I, I've been told by Max that it's it's very lovely little bed, wee bedtime story. Ah, uh, yes. So, I, I'm going to read you this wee little bedtime story. Is that, is that right? Oh, yes, please. Please right. go, go for right. it. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Okay, a little titty. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little teddy. It's lovely, isn't it? Give me a little toddy, too. Oh, you got a little toddy. <laughs> you little tramp. <laughs> Gotta love you. Talking of little tramps. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Too long, too long. <laughs> All right. A leading Scottish nightclub had to, quote-unquote, evacuate an area of their nightclub after a reveler pooed on the dance floor. No! Why not the name of the bar? Which, by the way, is it an exclamation or is it a question? I don't know. It just says, why not? That's the name of the bar. I think it's exclamation point. It will go, why not? Yeah. So, why not on Edinburgh's trendy George Street reportedly had to clear out the LED room on Saturday night when a clubber left a defecation on the floor? No. Several social media posts claimed that the clubber had defecated in the centre of the room, resulting in customers having to be evacuated. An image, mind you, also (laughs) surfaced on Twitter showing a yellow wet floor sign next to a brown substance in the club. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Max, no. As far as we know, Cousin Michael was in the club when it happened. He had it was to... A, it was had, his workmate. He had to evacuate the dance floor. Keep going, Mrs. Sharplane. <laughs> Isn't that a song? Yes. Is it a wee bedtime story? No. No. Okay, well, we'll, we'll continue on with the article then. Stop <laughs> interrupting me. All right, right. So, the club confirmed there was a quote-unquote incident, but denied claims that partygoers had to be evacuated from the venue on Saturday night. However, a clubber who was there has also said that the LED room was in fact cleared out. Kieran McKenzie said, quote, There is a jobby on the floor, and yes, the LED room had to get evacuated. Not the whole bloody place, but the LED room. <laughs> so, just the LED room. End quote. <laughs> Posting online, social media users speculated over the alleged defecation on the floor. Lauren Anderson said on Twitter, Someone's taking a shite on Why Not Floor! (laughs) Tis the funniest slash best thing I ever heard. (laughs) Sorry. Please. Continue, please. please. We want to get a bed soon. <laughs> <laughs> End quote. <coughs> Gavin McCarthy said, 
quote. He's making me think I had some night. Somebody has woken up to the realization they done a shite in the middle of why not last night. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> Peter Ignora said, apparently some bird shot herself in why not. You stay classy, Edinburgh. <laughs> End quote. Jordan McFarlane said, quote, Girl takes a shite on the floor of why not? Sums up a night out in Edinburgh nicely. Shite. End quote. Marco Pelosi added, Marco Polo. Where? Marco. Polo. In your relation to Nancy? <laughs> no. I feel like there'd be a relation with Nancy, no? No. No, no. alright, it's no. fine. It's no, because Nancy had the part was shy. No. <laughs> I love you, Nancy. So Marco Pelosi added, quote, Edinburgh's in a meltdown over this shite and why not? End quote. <laughs> Euromillions winner. Do you know what Euromillions winner is? No. It's like the Mega Millions for Europe. It's crazy. It's mm. crazy. Let me tell you. So Mega Millions winner Jackie Park also posted two tweets about the incident. She said, quote, <laughs> I cannot believe some cunt were pure getting evacuated last night from the LED room because someone decided to drop the pants and take a shite like a fuck. <laughs> take a shite. I'm fucking howling. <laughs> no. End quote. <laughs> Later she added, some cunt hasn't just sent me a pic of someone's pure shite on the floor. Like, nah. I want to be sick everywhere. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> now, now there's a rebuttal. Oh, there's a rebuttal. A, a teeny one. A teeny one, a wee one. <laughs> oh. Ah, let's take a look here, shall we? Is it from Max Lax? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she know the reason we'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> A spokeswoman for the club called Why Not? Exclamation or question mark. We still don't know what's up for a question. If you work for Why Not, please let us know. Uh, was asked about the claims about the poo that had resulted <laughs> in the evacuation of the LED. What is an LED room? Is it, I don't know. It's the light, it's the disco yeah, floor yeah. room. Huh. So, so basically, it's the room with the, the, the most light and attention has the jobby in it. No! <laughs> Sounds like a good time for me. <laughs> she said, quote, There was no evacuation. There was an incident that happened, but it wasn't evacuated. And I can't say any more than that. <laughs> well, thank you, Mrs. Shawfire. <laughs> thank you, Mrs. Shawfire. It was so lovely to chat with you boys. <laughs> We're going to go to bed now. And we'll see you soon, don't worry. MTL bows before. <laughs> right, we don't want to evacuate the dance floor. I hope you have some coffee. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure this is, this is Sharfire's welcome. Take a seat there and listen out the final end of the, the thing. But thank you so much, Mrs. Sharfire, for that bedtime story. Do you have anyone you'd like to thank for that story? I'd like to say thank me, Lord in Christ. 
Oh. David Beckham. Ah. Uh, nice. Yes. Very nice. David, oh, you got a wee little twish on you, don't you? <laughs> oh, it's so lovely. <laughs> Watch out, Bosh. Right, thank you. So, what? what is this? Is this the King's Speech? This is the King's Speech. He's going to go out soon. We're going to start World War Three of it. Oh, lovely. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much, World. Bye, Mr. Mr. J. One round of applause. Bye. 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 According to my cousin... Yes, allegedly. Allegedly. The reason that she left a wee jobby uh-huh. on a dance floor was she, she'd been doing poppers all night. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Sharfire didn't know about that because she's an innocent Scottish lady. Poppers. 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 So... She's not the first woman to react. She's not the way poppers. to react there. So... I don't have a word of the week, but I was wondering, do you have any questions from that, maybe of any slang? I I, I mean, do we go into poppers or not for our listeners? No. No, 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 but we don't go into poppers. First of all, a wee jobby is, she had a wee jobby, is an, is an actual official slang for taking a poo. She had a wee jobby. Uh. But anyway... Um, I'm I, I'm glad you tolerated our special guest. Oh, absolutely. Mr. Shrifower is delightful. They are available to look after your childcare needs. Well, thank goodness I don't have kids there. They prefer uh, children over the age of 30 with ripped muscles and full consent. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. The adult children. <laughs> the adult children <laughs> lock your sons and on that note do you have because I knew it was near petticoat lane but do you have a petticoat I lane I don't have a petticoat lane but I will defer to you if you've got a petticoat lane I'm going to say one thing okay go for it quite frankly I think London is the fastest paced city I've ever been to with the slowest paced people and I have no idea how fucking tourists see any of the world because they move so fucking slowly oh Heterosexuals. Heterosexuals. We did use the experiencing gay culture device at airports, and my God, heterosexuals managed to slow that one down as well at one point. No. Yes, exactly. Walk faster, heterosexuals. So, Daniel, what is your culture for next week? I think my culture for next week is going to be the start of summer. I mean, obviously my birthday, but I think it will be the start of summer. I'm getting my summer vibes as well. Ah, there we go. The only trouble is all my Marks and Spencer stuff I bought has a slightly heavier knit cotton to it. So we've got like a literally a month for me to wear it before I get too sweaty. Well, it's, you know, shoring up for the fall. So on that note, I think we can say, we're going to end this episode. I'm going to say cheers and end quote. Yes. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.